0: Read and react, responses and reactions. We'll discuss the latest actions by Israel and the world's response to these satanically driven atrocities. They'll come in various forms, but their common denominator is that they are all signs of the times. Our weekly look at Bible prophecies in the world's news for Friday, October 27th, 2023. Now, insurance can come in various forms, but our sponsor, Bob Johnson Insurance, a full-service independent agency featuring Erie Insurance products, is the common denominator for all your insurance needs. To see if they can help, you can contact them by phone at 865 922 3111, or online at bobjohnsonins.com. Listen, watch, read the articles, or do all three with any of our previous episodes. Share any of our shows with someone you know, or ask Pastor Mark your prophecy question by hitting us up at thewaymedia.net, then click Signs of the Times, or you can do the same on our Way Media app. And now, Here to remind us that a man who knows all the answers most likely misunderstood the questions is Pastor Mark. Okay, Pastor Mark, do you know what the first rule of the passive aggressive club is? I do not know. You know what? Never mind. Forget it. See, that's
1: again. There you go. There you go. I wouldn't. That was all right. That was all right. I liked your intro better. the fact that i had answers but probably didn't understand the questions (laughs) to me that was the funniest part your intro to me is really the funniest part oftentimes no offense there
0: they all can't be winners that's right that's right more more than likely losers but that's okay (laughs) anyway glad that you are here and folks glad that you are listening we've got a lot of things to talk about and we will of course start over in israel uh, this first article comes from Israel 365 News. Israel strikes over 250 Hamas terror targets in 24 hours. And this is dated uh, just yesterday, October
1: 26th. That's right. Including terror infrastructure, operating command centers, tunnel shafts. They're blowing the, the tunnels up now because they're getting good intelligence that as to where they are. That is very good. Yes. And uh, rocket launchers, which they put right in the heart of civilian areas, it says, which they always do. These, they always These human do. shields. Yep. In addition, Israeli naval forces, they're on the sea now, striking a mosque service to air missile launch uh, in the UNIS area, the Unis area. The post is located adjacent to a mosque and a kindergarten, according to the military. So, they, of course, they put it in kindergartens. They put them in mosques. They do this to try to get everybody mad when they attack these areas. But look, if you put your weaponry in these places, they become a fair target. Nobody wants to hurt innocent people, but they're the ones responsible, not Israel. They're responsible for putting it in the place... Uh, where Israel could strike it. And, you know, it's interesting, Greg, we say over 250 Hamas terror the last, whatever, uh, 24 hours. I mean, right now, right now, Fox News, there is a barrage going on in Gaza that's been the largest so far. And there's been some huge explosions and barrages back-to-back that everybody's probably seen on the news. There's just this massive bombing going on, right, and lighting up the sky. And so it looks like they're getting ready for their um, land, uh, invasion and so they're really just kind of softening up as they say the ground you know getting ready to go yeah but the, it's underway tonight and so i wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me to hear that the ground forces go in here within 24 hours or so because unless they just are you know uh really found some major targets that they're all hitting huge right now at one time i think they're getting ready to send everybody in and you're going to see this thing only heat up now l- let's talk about this for a minute okay sure. as far as this goes because Here's how this is going to play out, guys. Listen, I, I shared this with, with you guys, uh, I think, on the radio. I know I shared it with our body, but this follows a pattern every time it takes place. Uh, people forget that Hamas is constantly attacking Israel. They're always shooting rockets in. This is not new. This was just a much larger incursion that did so much more um, 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 horrific massacre damage and just horrific things, demonic things they did. But they've been doing this for a long time. So for Israel to try to stop these guys, they, they only have a right. They have an obligation to stop them. Um, and so uh, for them to do this, it, the world usually is on their side initially. And then Israel starts kind of retaliating, and then they start saying things like, make sure you're you know, proportionate, and you don't go too far, and all this kind of stuff. And then they start turning against them. Hey, wait a minute. We don't think we like this. Then they try to stall it. Don't go in on the ground. Stay in the air. And then they try to say, and they put so much time down the road, don't go in at all. We've talked about that. They're going in. Israel's going in. You've got to realize, this attack on Israel... Greg, this was
0: a declaration of well, from, war.
1: Listen, from the sources inside of Israel, this has changed the way the nation even feels. They said, if you go there, it does not feel like the same nation. The people... Remember how it felt after yeah. 9-11, those of us that yes. are old enough to, to be alive and understand 9-11, the nation... America felt different for a couple of years. It just felt different. It was different. And there was this constant, like, we're not the same. Well, this is like... And when we say 15 9 11s, what that means is proportionally there were, if you took Israel on their numbers and our numbers, there would be 15 times the number of people killed in what happened here on October 7th as 9 11. But what makes theirs so much worse than 9 11 and ours is that ours was one big, a couple of big bombs, if you will, planes that blew up and people died. No, they went in and got all these people and Greg tortured them individually tortured them to death and we're talking about cutting out babies, gouging out eyes. Now you say Mark, why are you so graphic? Because you need to know a little bit. I'm not going to get real graphic, but you need to know some to realize how bad this was. Burning children alive. When I see these these wicked people marching in the streets in support of this, Greg, they're either totally ignorant or they are openly wicked. I'm not sure which it is, but it is so evil to support Hamas and anything they've done. It just it's it's embarrassing that they would do it. It's a shame to our nation, and uh, God's going to deal with that. But but either way, um so, you know, You're going to see the nation when they go in on this ground incursion, which is going to be happening very soon, Greg. You watch, the world is going to turn on them rabid. Yeah. It's going to be Israel's the most evil people in the world. They're killing babies, they're killing children, they're killing civilians. Look. Hamas is responsible for every single death that takes place. Hamas came across the border and murdered and burned and killed the children and raped the women and cut the babies out of the stomach and gouged out the eyes and cut off the heads. That's what Hamas did. So anything now, I'm not, look, we don't want anything to happen to anybody innocent. We know that. But the blame... But here's, this is war. Here's where I'm fiery. The blame cannot fall on Israel. You cannot put the blame on Israel. Nope. If they came into America, and the equivalent, they say, somewhere around 30 to 50 thousand people, if they came across our border and killed that many people, Greg, and they, and they tortured them, they raped our women, they burned our children alive, they gouged out the eyes of our men, they cut babies out of stomachs, they cut babies' heads off, which is what happened. Yes, it now, did. Now, if they did that in America, do you think America would be saying, you know, we really need to be gentle with Mexico. We need to be gentle and not going hard. We need to talk to them. And maybe we don't go in at all. Maybe we just negotiate. No, America would say, okay, somebody's going to pay for this. Yeah. And that's the right thing. That's Romans 13. The authorities are put in place. They don't bear the sword in vain.
0: And and what would America's response be to other countries who told us? Oh, now, make sure your response is
1: measured. Yeah.
0: Make sure it's proportionate. Well, proportionate I, to what? How do you proportion that?
1: I heard one guy, he, he did a great job with this. He said, okay, send us this many people over to rape, this many babies to burn. I send out this many people to gouge your eyes out, that many the stomachs to cut open. Go ahead and send them over in this percentage. We'll a percentage, and then we'll do it. We'll be proportional
0: there you go it's ridiculous that's a a great argument it is
1: ridiculous no here's here's what happened they declared war in a in a demonic way against a nation and the here's the thing we hate let me just back up my my fieriness i don't want to be taken wrong and and i don't think i will be especially for those who know me do we love everyone in the name of jesus yes but the evil must be dealt with. And do we want civilians hurt or children? Of course we don't. Of course we don't. We love Jesus. He loves them. We want to be. But here's the bottom line War will exist in this world until Satan is dealt with. And when a nation declares war and does such horrible things, you have no choice but to go in and fight that war. And in that yeah. war, children will die. Women will die. Innocent people will die. It is horrible, but it's called war and it's the world we live in until Jesus comes back.
0: In the issue, isn't in this case for us and your indignation about it which yeah. is which is right isn't about Israel yeah it's about the evil listen it is for the sake of argument lift the nation of israel out of that piece of that's land right. and go grab spain anybody, or france anybody, and drop them in anybody it doesn't matter yep. who was attacked it was what they did that was heinous
1: that's right you go in there and when you see that you know i, I, I think about you know uh, in the bible when they found you know, the, the the levite that went to uh, um, you know near jerusalem and his concubine was raped until she died yes, yes. and and to make the point Pretty gross, but what he did after she was dead, he cut her body up in 12 parts, sent parts to the 12 tribes of Israel. Again, that's why I want you to hear a little bit of what they did so you can kind of be stirred a little bit. They saw how horrible what they did was. Greg, they went and they wiped them all out. And that was the right judgment. Here's why. They said, if you'll just give up the people that did it, if you'll give them up, we'll let the rest of you go free. They said, nope, we're not going to. Well, then now they're all guilty. If they would just give up the Hamas that did all this, then you could say, all right, we're done. We're backing off. We're done, and we're finished. But they're not doing that. They're, they're, they're hunkering down, saying, no, we're going to fight you to the death. They're rallying the world around them, and, and it's demonic, and that means you've got to go in and take care of business. That's just, and that's, I mean, it's, it's biblical. It, it just is. is.
0: All right, Pastor Mark, our next article from Israel Today, this is uh, per the intelligence of the Israel Defense Force. Iran is helping Hamas with intelligence and incitement.
1: But wait, no, no, Iran, Iran is, no, is not involved in this thing at
0: all, Greg. Why are they mentioned here? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is a wrong story, Pastor
1: Mark. I okay. don't know. For
0: people who don't know, maybe my sarcasm. it's misinformation. You know, that, that's your marcasm. Yeah,
1: the, the problem is, our, our country won't even admit, our leadership won't even admit that Iran is the one leading this. Hamas and Hezbollah is Iran. Iran is funding them. Iran is... This is Iran, okay? And so, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't help the, the sarcasm, I, yeah. but let me read some of this. Iran is assisting Hamas by supplying it with intelligence, and it's also boosting anti-Israel incitement worldwide. Israel Defense Forces spokesman, Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari, stated on Wednesday morning, day 19 of Israel's war against terror, the, the terror. Organization, Iran has helped Hamas with training, weapons, funding, and technological knowledge," said Hagari. Around the world, and the proxies are working from Yemen, Lebanon. The instructions come from one place: Iran. And he's right; everything is coming from Iran. Let me show you how involved Iran is in this. And guys, I want to mention something you're not going to hear in the media. It's not. It's not verified yet. But a very a source that I trust is where I got this. Um they're at least right now I know for a fact they're considering this, but will they be able to pull it off? They want to take the hostages that are there in in the Gaza strip and transfer them to Iran is the word coming out uh, of of that region right now and placing them in the Iranian nuclear facilities so that Israel and America won't go in and bomb those nuclear facilities and destroy them because if you do you'll destroy the hostages. So again, very again it, it's 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 evil. It's wise. It's evil. I don't know if they'll be able to get them out of there. This may not happen. Uh, Not totally verified 100% yet, but again, a source that I trust is why I'm mentioning it. We'll see whether or not this does indeed take place. We know that they use people as human shields. We know they love to sacrifice their own. That's why they put their uh, military establishments in, in mosques and in hospitals and in kindergartens. And then they get mad when they get bombed. Well, it's their fault. Israel drops the leaflets and says, get out of there. You're the one that did this. Get your innocent people away. And they don't. And so they go in and take care of business. And then the world sees it. Look, they're bombing children. They're attacking. It's nonsense. Guys, this is nonsense. Look back at World War One, World War Two, any of our wars. Since when did America fly over with pamphlets and drop pamphlets and say, everybody clear out who's innocent. We're going to drop bombs here in just a minute. So if you're innocent, clear out. You know what we did? We went in and dropped bombs indiscriminately without telling any women, without telling any children, without telling anybody. And again, I'm not trying to justify anything. I'm simply saying... War is war. You don't tell your enemy what you're going to do. You defeat your enemy to protect your nation, especially when you're the one that was attacked. Unless so- the enemy's within. Yeah, you're exactly right. But I mean, think about it. What nation in the world, Greg, in any war has ever dropped leaflets saying, hey, we're going to bomb here in 30 minutes. Nobody but the nation of Israel. They have gone so far above and beyond humanitarian and, and kindness yep. and trying to protect the innocent. I mean, they have gone overboard. And yet because this is demonic and because it's spiritual, the world looks at them and goes, look how evil these Israelis are. Nonsense. These guys are, they are better than any other nation I've ever seen in war in my life. It's yeah. ridiculous what's it going is. on. I just i get I as you can tell, I get fired up about it, but um you know Ar- Iran is the one behind all this. We know that it's going to culminate in Iran coming against israel they're already threatening America, threatening israel i mean this thing you know this thing could heat up to the point to where it does end up being the ezekiel thirty eight and thirty nine war um, but a lot of things are happening through this whole thing greg with um, um um israel and and Iran and all that, and so you know it's 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 interesting.
0: It's just the building of Ezekiel.
1: It is, and it's also the breaking of a nation, the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Israel uh, has been so successful by God's miracles, as we were talking about earlier. They've been so blessed by God's miracles and all their other wars um just god has done supernatural in 1948 you had surrounded all these nations counting i think it was five different nations but i know they came in from all sides tried to wipe them out at one time after they declared themselves a nation and god gave them victory over all the surrounding nations when they had just become a nation that day Now they were, they've been a nation for thousands of years but it just once again become a nation what well, it was like it was a miracle and at that point greg i think they were acknowledging okay this was something that must have been supernatural Okay, i don 't I, I at that point you 'd have to acknowledge that, but then time goes by they build up their military, they get stronger. You go in nineteen sixty seven, what happens? Six day war, again, miracle after miracle after miracle, and then what happens? They, they they have victory. And so now they go, Wow, look how powerful our military is. We're an awesome military. Well, we've really built up our our forces. You know, you, you go over there now and they still have these shirts that say, Don't worry America, Israel's behind you, right? <laughs> yes. And they show like a, a yeah. fighter jet on it. Yeah. And I like that. It's fun and I all, know. but but again, it, it gets the point I'm making across. Then you go to the Yom Kippur War, where they almost were defeated. Nobody realizes how close they were. If you want to see how closely they were almost defeated, there's a new movie out called Golda. And Golda uh, Maier was the uh, prime minister in the 1973 uh, Yom Kippur War. And they literally, I mean, they were done. They thought it would. They thought they were done. God intervened through our nation and President Nixon and all that, and it was God doing it. But they were going to be wiped out. Well, with that said. They once again saw the miracles of God, and then they're like, look what a great military we have, rather than recognizing the miracle of God. Well, at some point, God is going to make the point, it's not you, Israel, it's me. I'm the one that's defended you. I promise to bring you back in the last days. I promise to be the one that will complete the work that I began to you. You're not defeating all these nations. I'm defeating these nations. And, And it's interesting, Greg, we talked about before the show, it reminds me of Samson. Remember Samson. Samson, God gave him—you know—he this promise if he wouldn't cut his hair, and so Samson is like doing these amazing things, killing a lion with his bare hands, he's defeating a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey. He's doing these unbelievable, just supernatural, powerful that can't be described any other way, like all the victories and miracles and the wars of Israel. And then over time, what happens? Suddenly, he thinks, "I'm pretty awesome. I'm pretty awesome. I'm Samson. You know, look at my hair." And look at my strength, and I'm Samson. And he starts toying with trusting in God. Yeah. And rather than knowing and recognizing, okay, I'm getting this from God, he starts thinking he's bad. I'm bad. I'm Samson. No, you're not bad. God's bad. God's the one that's giving you all these victories, right? So then he gives the secret of his strength. Delilah cuts his hair off, and there's a very telling statement. It says, and he got up to go out as before to defeat the Philistines, but didn't know that the Lord had departed from him. I think that's what happened October 7th. I believe that the nation, I think God allowed this time. He said, how could this happen? Isn't God protecting Israel? I believe God allowed that shield to come down. Just a brief moment, that small little thing, to wake the nation. I'm not saying that God approved or wanted these people killed in these tortures. Please don't misunderstand me, and I don't want to be misrepresenting God. I'm saying without God, we'd all be tortured and put to death, because that's what Satan wants to do. I'm saying God simply lifted his protection for just a moment to remind the nation of Israel it's me. And show them. It's me. Now again, remember the culmination of the Iran-Russian war is to let the nation know it's me. It's not you. Your mighty military didn't do anything. So I think God did that to wake them up and I think they've awakened. Samson went out. You remember what happened? The Philistines conquered him. They gouged out his eyes. They took him to prison, put him in the prison and all this stuff and made a slave out of him or a prisoner out of him until he begged God, give me my eyes, shrink back from my mm-hmm. eyes and all that happened. And we know the victory he had over the Philistines. At that point, Samson realized, it's not been my strength. I've been a fool. I thought it was me. It was God. And when God wasn't there, I found myself with my eyes gouged out and I'm I'm grinding in a prison. And so I think God was saying to Israel, look, this is not you. I've been protecting you. You're depending on your own your resources and intelligence and Mossad. But I'm letting that down now because I want you to see that it's me and they're going to start turning back to God. You, are, This is the process of restoring the nation to cry out to the Lord. But one of the things that, Greg, you and I were talking about, I shared with you before, what's interesting to me, and I never really thought about it till today, and that is when they captured um, uh, Samson, they took him to the prison. Guess where the prison was? It was in Gaza. And so this whole picture here of Samson being taken to Gaza, and this whole thing here that to me is so Samsonite—not luggage, but Samson-like—I <laughs> yes. should say—in there, and they even say, "Listen, the Jews even say this: if we get cornered and we're gonna, uh, we think we're going to be wiped out by our enemies, they have what they call the Samson doctrine. Uh, they call it their military. The Samson doctrine is nuclear weapons, and if we go up in flames, we will we'll do it. We will. If yeah. anybody comes in on us, we'll blow ourselves up. Everybody else is going to die." And we're going to die, but this time we're in control of it. Like at Masada, yeah, we're in control of it, not Rome. We're going to do it. You're not going to do it. It's the Samson doctrine if we have to pull up the nukes and do this. But that's not going to happen because we know that God's going to preserve them. And uh, the closest thing to the Samson Doctrine they're going to see here, I think, is the fact that I believe God's let them see their hair's been cut off and they've been, and, and Gaza had something to do with it. This, this is, it's all over again.
0: You know, if you can, and you've talked about doing this before, creating like a, a, a motion picture of Ezekiel 38 and 39 and all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Can, can you imagine in the scene of the movie, you know, here's the general's hand of the IDF's finger is getting ready to press the button that will enable the Samson Doctrine. Yes. And all of a sudden, it's like God's hand grabs his and pulls it back, and then God comes in yeah. and he brings his own doctrine,
1: yes. in, his a, prophetic doctrine. A, anyway, just a, a different finger writes on the wall. Just a, yes. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. It says, I'm in control, and whatever. That's what's going to happen, and yep. they're going to wake up. This is the beginning of the awakening of the Jewish people, and it's painful, it's hard. But as I've shared with our people here, those of you out there who know Jesus, you know as the Lord began to bring you to him, he allowed painful and hard things in many of your lives. Why did God allow that? God allowed that to wake you up and to turn you to him. God's now allowing painful, hard things on Israel to wake them up, to turn them to him, because he's going to save the nation of Israel. Praise the Lord. I can't wait. I'm yes. so excited.
0: It is. All right, Pastor Mark, our last article in our Israel category comes from haretz.com. Uh, and you know, this is funny. Iran's in the news again here. It says Iran meets with itself. I mean, oh, no. Hezbollah yes. chief meets with Hamas Islamic jihad leaders yes. Yes. in Lebanon yeah. to talk about ways for a quote-unquote real Gaza victory.
1: Yeah, again, remember, Hezbollah's on the north, is, Hamas is down in the south, Islamic Jihad, they're the ones that blew up the hospital the other day with this stray weapon. Now they all sit down and say, how can we get real victory in Gaza? The answer is, you can't, but anyway, their meeting comes as tensions between Israel and the militant Lebanese organization Mount threatening to further escalate the fighting in Israel's northern border, which has already seen the death of six Israeli soldiers on the north yeah, and one civilian on the north, and reportedly 40 Hezbollah members there in the north. Hezbollah chief, uh, Hazran Nazra, Uh, met with the head of the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, uh, the deputy head of Hamas political bureau, according to a report uh, by Hezbollah's uh, Al-Manar TV. According to Hezbollah's statement, here it is, the three discussed the latest events in the Gaza Strip, including the ongoing clashes on Lebanon's border with Israel. It was agreed to continue coordination and regular monitoring of developments on a daily and regular basis the statement added so yeah, yeah the bottom line is it just it's, they're showing the enemies of israel trying to talk about how they can defeat them but god hears everything they're saying god is in control and they're going to be defeated
0: in your estimation based on everything that you're seeing uh that's going on right now um would you and, and again i'm just thinking with everything you've described and the scene on the news israel's um you know offensive into gaza yes uh, do you think that at the end of the day, because I know that their their desire is to eliminate Hamas. Right. But in order to do that, is that going to necessitate Israel to turn Gaza into essentially a parking lot for Egypt tours?
1: It's going to be something, Greg, we don't know yet. And see, that's a question they keep getting. I've noticed on the news, they keep asking on the leadership, what are you going to do once you clear Hamas out? What, what's going to happen then? And they're like, well, look, we'll worry about that after we get rid of Hamas. It is going to be an issue. It is. What it's going to be, I don't know. It may have some of the negotiations that relate to the Antichrist when he comes on the scene. Um, Again, remember, America now, because of getting attacked on our bases, we've started bombing in Damascus. We had some raids in Damascus and took out some Iranian sites there. Israel has bombed the airports, both airports there in, in Syria. And, uh, and so, you know, things are heating up in Syria as far as activity as well. We know that Damascus is going to be, go up in flames at some point.
0: That was just in so, my
1: mind when you said that. So again, we don't, you know, how this is all going to pan out, Greg, we don't know. Some have even said maybe the, the Gaza region can become, can become the Palestine, can Palestine or whatever, the state of Palestine. Uh, but, but then they wouldn't have their capital in Jerusalem like no, they all No, they'll never let that know. Yeah, I know. But again, you're hearing yeah. all kinds of things. The answer is nobody's come out and said what they're going to do with it because you can't. Because Hamas is saying, we're going to stay. And, of course, if you say, no, we're wiping everybody out. If Israel says that, then they'll be attacked by the world saying, you're this evil thing. So we have to wait and see what's going to happen. I don't know. I know they gave a chance for all the civilians, women and children that wanted to escape, a chance to escape. And now those that are left have basically said, you know, either they're not allowing them to escape, which is what Hamas does, or you said, we want to stay and fight. And so it's going to end up in whatever it ends up, and we'll have to wait and see.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Well. All right, let's come back to America for a couple of articles. The first one is from Fox News. This is regarding a poll that was taken. uh, Support for Hamas versus Israel among college-age students shows a generational Divide.
1: Yes, and it shows a lack of understanding of history. I want to say this: the majority of these, and I'm, I'm not taking that for these students; they're foolish, and, and this is an evil thing they're doing. But I don't think many of them even know it. Right? Uh, they're standing for what they believe is the next cause. You know, when you're that age, yes. you want to stand for whatever next the cause, cause, whatever the cause for her to is to change the world. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I want to. You know, we're we going to write a new protest song. You know, whatever. I remember you know, we made a joke about we were going to write it back when I was singing in the, in the club <laughs> before Christ. We were going to write a protest song about the fact there weren't any more protest songs, and that was so we started working on it. We did. Well, you know, back when Neil. Was young uh, uh, and Joan was biased. Uh, uh, oh, oh <laughs> that was oh, one of the lines in the song. Yeah, anyway. Can you sing that for me Yeah, okay, yeah right. anyway. But here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. Um, it, a lot of them, they're just taking up a cause, if you will, but it shows me, Greg, they don't understand history. If you were to take that group of kids, all of these kids from these campuses right now, sit them down and say, Guess what? How many of you think that Palestine has ever existed? Probably all their hands would go up. Yeah. Sure. There has never been a Palestinian state ever in world history. Yeah. There was a region of land called Palestine. That Emperor Hadrian, sometime around 130, 135, renamed Philistine, which translates Philistine, Palestine, because he hated the Jews. But there has never been a, a, a Palestinian state. There's never been a Palestinian capital. There's never been a Palestinian currency. There's never, there are no, and they're Philistines. It means Philistine. Yeah. If you ask the Palestinians today, are you a Philistine? Yeah. They'll say, no, we're not a Philistine. So it's, it's, a, it's this created thing that has been taken politically that never existed. And they're saying, somehow, Israel took the land of a place that has never existed. And they're saying that Israel's occupying yeah. a land that has never existed. Israel has existed for thousands of years. It belongs to Israel. It is theirs. And they're marching like, get rid of the occupiers. Well, then you would have to put all the people who say they're Palestinians out. Because the land belongs to Israel. It belongs to the Jewish people. It has for thousands of years. So the whole argument, when I see this again... Yeah.
0: Well, you know, I would ask the college students, Do you, do you know that Hamas means oppressed people group? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it means violence. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, they, they, they think it means oppressed people group yeah, I know. because the way they're behaving, but they don't understand Hamas
1: means violence. And Greg, here's the thing. It's it, it's so hypocritical. This is how they, they don't know history and they don't know right. what they're saying. Hamas oppresses every person in the Gaza strip they oppress the women other people they groups. oppress the kids they <laughs> oppress everyone they are truly the oppressors and israel is the place yeah. where they're free yep. and so the whole thing is so demonic and so twisted again the article says here that 95% of voters age 65 and older side with israel and only 5 with hamas because they understand history 18 to 24 52% support israel 48% hamas it's almost hamas it's almost equal in the 18 to 24 because they, number one they're just wanting to fight for some cause they have no what they're talking about number two they don't know the history of israel that everybody prior to 1948 and i want our listeners to know this not only has there never been a legal palestinian state ever in world history they're trying to create one but it's never existed um, never a currency never a capital never a people uh, just land called that everybody including the jews up until 1948 the jews in that region were called palestinians why? Because Hadrian renamed it when they didn't have any power. The area, they were kicked out. They came back after 2,000 years. It sat there almost 2,000 years being called Palestine because it was renamed by Hadrian. So everybody that lived there was a Palestinian, but they weren't Philistines, which is where the word comes from. And then now the reason it changed in 48, Israel once again, after 2,000 years, was reborn as a nation, which they'd been for thousands of years already prior. Once they were reborn as a nation, they could call themselves palestinians because the land was now once again israel so they are israelis and again they they didn't kick anybody out i hear this oh they kicked him no they didn't the masses of people greg if you know jewish history and world history i just wish people knew more there was a mass outflux that's probably not a word um of people when it when they became a nation in 1948 they left masses of those who lived in, exodus yes who lived in what they called at that time they called the land Mm-hmm. Palestine. They lived there. They all moved out because the surrounding armies that were about to come in and destroy the Jews said, get out of there because we're going to wipe out everybody that's there. We're going to kill every Jew and everybody that remains is going to die. Then you can come back and have all your homes again. Well, they left. Israel won the war. And they weren't allowed to come back because they showed they were traitors to the nation of Israel. So you don't let you don't let traitors back in. That's why they can't get back in. Anyway, it, I, know. I just the fact that people don't know the history yeah. dra- it makes your head blow off. And so that's OK. <laughs> but yeah. I, I you know, I'm just fired up. That's OK. Welcome
0: to another edition of Rant and Rage. There you go. Rant and Rage. We're glad rave. to be with you yes. today. Uh, did you want to hit this main article because it's it's old and things have changed since well, then? If it's the main you-
1: article? How do you want to leave it out? Oh, you mean the state? Yes, the state. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, no, I... Yeah, I'll just... Let me briefly say, Uh, again, because we do need to mention, it's a major thing in the news. Yes. It does... Uh, regarding
0: up. the main shooter it, and the, it, yeah,
1: yeah. from maine does it does line up with it prophecy because it's got more of this is going to happen in the last days violence will fill the earth they have not yet found this guy unless something has happened since we've been here uh in this on program the air, yeah. yeah they're still looking for him he may be dead somewhere he may have killed himself we don't know why we they had not found him but again continue to pray for the people of maine and all that's going on there because again it'd be very precarious all the shops are closed down people are locked down yeah. and they're waiting to find out what's going to happen this guy was out of his mind we now know that he, he checked in, Greg, to a, a, a facility. He checked himself in for two weeks, and he told them in the facility, I have desire to shoot people and kill them. Why they let him keep his gun? Look, I'm very pro-Second Amendment. Yes. I'm very pro. I, I think you, you, people have yeah, you've to be armed. You've got a guy
0: that's identified himself. Says, I've got a problem. if
1: he says, I want to kill people, his gun should be taken away. That would be one of those rare cases yes. where you do it. So it's, it's, it's the authority's fault for not taking these guns away from this guy. And the thing, again, that drives me crazy is whenever you see these things happen, look, here is is normal logic. If bad guys start showing up with guns, more people should get guns so they can defend themselves and their families. That's just logic, okay? But then you see the world do the opposite. No, get rid of guns, because they're a problem. the problem is not the gun. The problem is the person wielding the gun. And if you take people's ability away to defend themselves, you're going to have guys like that shooter going house to house, just taking everybody out. Listen, in Israel, Greg, they wouldn't let them have weapons. You think of all the places yeah, on the southern border. still blows me away. That's why they were able to walk in and shoot yeah. everybody in their homes. They had no ability to defend themselves. Guess who
0: has weapons now?
1: Yes. The, look, people that are evil are going to have weapons. Don't stop the people that are righteous from having them, because that's how they can defend themselves. Anyway, there's I know. I can't wait till the Lord comes back and makes all this right. And I know. You know, we may have. Uh, my heart is not. You know. Uh, you know. Lost law, some listeners. I don't care. You guys need to hear the truth. You've got to hear the truth.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, there's not much going on, so no reason to get upset. Uh, That's Pastor Mark Kirk, who's helping us understand the signs of the times. It's our weekly review of Bible prophecy in the world's news on WIAM LP Knoxville. We're a weekly radio broadcast that will magically become podcast number 284. Available to subscribe and listen through wherever you get your podcasts. And now... You've got me. We have four questions this week, Pastor Mark. The first one is from Wes, who enjoys signs of the times here in Knoxville regarding the pagan Halloween is the title uh, for his question. He says, Halloween is around the corner and many lost people are celebrating it without believing Jesus is the true life and light of the world. Even some Christians participate in it and let their children play along with it without discerning its demonic, uh, I guess, position uh yeah. could you address its issue and share how church communities should speak out and guide others around us as we're called to be salt and white
1: yeah i you know this has been one of those issues that has been in the church for a long time and you kind of see again a lot of this has to do west with, with really a lack of education about what it is i think when you begin to do homework i would encourage all of our listeners to go look up the origins of halloween i know for most of us it's just a fun time your kids get candy who doesn't want their kid to get candy but if you go back and look at the roots and origins, I think you're going to find yourself pulling away from the participation in the Halloween events because it does definitely come from roots of, of, of demonism and demonic things as far as that goes. Look, there's nothing wrong in costumes. There's nothing wrong in candy. But I would encourage you to stay away from costumes and candy on that day because that is a day that the enemy uses to promote uh, wickedness through that. And again, I, what I try to encourage people, you know, Wes, is do alternatives. You know, uh, Satan doesn't own any day. So you can look for opportunities to lift up the name of Jesus and glorify the Lord. Uh, I remember one year, um, we did hand out candy with tracks atti- you know, attached to it. We, we put tracks on the candy and tried to write personal notes or whatever so that we knew, we knew they were going to take the candy. We knew they were going to come to the door. We wanted to reach them. You know, yeah. we tried different things, uh, as far as that goes. But I think really just thinking about how can we reach the community and minister to the community, uh, through this. Yeah. Uh, and use it as a positive thing and not allow the enemy to take it but to take it back from the lord yeah and
0: uh wes and for anyone else that's interested in learning more about the origins of halloween uh, pastor mark has done a topical called halloween treat or trick and you will find that at thewaymedia.net just go to calvary knoxville and then under the topical teaching section you will find his teaching on Halloween yes all right uh, our next question comes from Mark uh, f- uh, who enjoys signs of the times in Loudoun and he has a question about uh, suggested news sources he says when it comes to other media sources is the epic times a good source and then he says, as Christians, should we disassociate with a news source founded by a CEO who is a Falun Gong practitioner based in the U.S.? What sources do you recommend and maybe explain what that practitioner is all about, well, too, you for a lot those people that of, you don't know?
1: You have a lot of people, Greg, that yeah. are involved in a lot of, a lot of crazy things. Um, you know, as far as, um, you know, like different, like, like who owns things. Yes. Um, you know, and what they are and what they're not. And so if you start looking at that, I mean, Falun Gong, uh, in essence here, let me, it, it basically says, let me read the, the definition here. It's a new religious movement founded by a leader, uh, Hong Zi in China in the early 1990s. It's a global, globally headquartered in Dragon Springs. Isn't that interesting? A compound <laughs> of Deep Park, New York, United States. Uh, again, it, it, it has a lot of false teaching. Um, meditation, energy exercises, all these weird stuff. It's just this kind of weird, it's Eastern religion stuff, yeah. which we should stay away from uh, you know, altogether. But the thing that, more than that, I would just say, um, Mark, as we're approaching this, it's not so much who owns it or what they're doing. I would say my suggestion, and I'll give you some new sources here in a moment, but my suggestion would be be well-educated in right and wrong and know how to filter the good and the bad out. And then you can look at pretty much anything without being deceived. If you know what the truth is based on God's word, based on history, and have good sources uh, that you can trust, then you can filter out the bad stuff. So I can go, for example, to a lot of different websites. I mean, I can look, I can even read CNN. I can actually watch CNN. That was the joke of the day. But I can actually watch <laughs> CNN or read CNN and not, and not get completely off track because I realize m- most of the stuff they're saying is not true. Right. And even Fox News now, a lot of stuff they're saying now, it's not a good news source. They've, they've changed. But I can watch Fox News. I can watch CNN. I can read a lot of different news sources and I know how to spit out the bones, as they say, and keep the meat because I've, I've just done my homework. So the first thing I would say is do your homework. Learn history. Um, you know, learn what, what the conditions are, you know, in your situation you're investigating. And then when you see, you can see the biases and you can see the political viewpoints that you should kind of spit out, so to speak. Um some of them that I've found with that said, some sources I've found. We talked about Amir Safadi, um, again in Israel there on telegram. It's A I R I'm sorry, A M I R Amir. He's a saved Jew in Israel, very trustworthy. Uh, Safadi is um T S think. Safadi, I think. And if you if you type that in T-I, I'm It not may sure, be T I. Yeah. It'll correct it yeah. if it's wrong. It may be T I. He's a great source because he's in Israel. He's there. He has connections to the military. He's saved. He knows prophecy. He's a great source. Epic Times or Epoch Times, however you want to say it. They have some good articles, but again, you have to know how to read between the lines. Um, I'll tell you another one. World Net Daily. That's a Christian organization that's trustworthy. Very good resource. Uh, World Watch Daily. Koenig News, in other Koenig words. World News, Watch yes, Daily. That's nice. good. So World Net Daily, World Watch Daily. Yeah. Those are very good resources. Again, Amir's a great resource. Um, and, and, and so, and then the others look. There are some political ones out there, but you've got to know how to read between the political lines. Yeah. You've got the Gateway Pundit. I've I've not found anything on the Gateway Pundit that has been proven false. However, it is very political. It's very conservative. And so you have to realize they're coming from a, a very political slant. So it, you have to learn those are some good sources, but you've got to be able to read between the lines and recognize what is good and what's not good. I mean, look, there's some things out there that are crazy right now. People talk about um, um, you know, Alex Jones and some of these other sites. There are some things that Alex Jones says that are right on. They're just right on. And there's some crazy things that he says. Yes. But if you don't know how to separate the crazy from what's right on, you're going to be messed up. So I would, I would only suggest sites like that that kind of really throw a whole gambit out there. You need to have some knowledge before you go do that or you're going to get way off course. I would stick with the more solid sources until you get more solid in knowing the truth. And then you can experiment by getting some good resources and knowing how to, as I as say, spit out the bones. Yeah.
0: All right, Pastor Mark, our next question comes from Jenny, who enjoys Signs of the Times in Southern California, and she's got some trumpet confusion. She yes. says, in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty two, 52, when it speaks of the last trumpet will sound, what trumpet is it speaking of? Yep. How is this separate from the seven trumpet blasts
1: in the book of Revelation? Yeah, great question, and I think this can be confusing for a lot of people because yep. there are a lot of different trumpet blasts, and people don't... Realize that. Sorry, I had to sneeze right in the middle of answering that question. Man, that worst, was a big one. Worst possible Sounded radio like a timer. trumpet blast. Worst that could have been. There you yes. go. There you go. Anyway, um, so there's a lot of different... Uh, first of all, what you need to understand, Jenny, is there's there's more than one set of trumpets in the Bible. There's a lot of different trumpet blasts. You have um, the seven trumpets in, in Revelation. You have uh, the trumpet of the rapture. You have the final trumpet in Revelation. You have all these trumpets, and you've got to know prophecy good enough and know how they're different to understand them. And first, you have to put it in context, okay? This particular one, let me read a couple of verses. This is starting in verse 50 there and work into 52. Uh, Paul says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Be- behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Uh, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. Now, but let's look at the context. What's going to happen here? We're all going to be changed. Okay. It says for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and shall be changed. So where else do we see that a trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised first. And those who are alive and remain, will be called to meet them in the air. First Corinthians chapter four. So, and that's speaking of the rapture of the church. So you look at the context of what's happening here. And this puts this in first Thessalonians chapter four, the rapture of the church. Now, this is what a lot of people again, don't understand. And I didn't for many years until doing trumpet studies and figuring this stuff out. Uh, there are m- different places in Scripture, multiple places where trumpets are spoken of. And at the rapture, that is speaking of the feast of, 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 um, of the rapture. I mean, the next feast is in place, the feast of trumpets. It's called the feast of trumpets because that, it represents the feast of the rapture. And why is it called the feast of trumpets? Because at that particular feast, there are 100 trumpets that are sounded. 100 trumpets. And what happens is, it's, it's not until the, the last trumpet sounds of those hundred that you officially have the feast now in full swing. So the last trumpet would be speaking of the last trumpet of the Feast of Trumpets as that example there. And what he's saying is, when you hear that last trumpet of the Feast of Trumpets there, symbol, um, symbol, symbolically. symbolically, yes, yes, thank you. Symbolically, that's going to be when the rapture takes place and we go up. So the, at the hundredth trumpet, the last trumpet of the trumpet of feast, the feast of trumpets, is what he's referring to when we'll be changed, we'll have our bodies, the rapture will take place. Now, we're going to hear one trumpet, the trumpet of God, okay? Whether or not they're going to blow 100 trumpets in heaven, they do it down here on earth, but it'll be the last trumpet of the feast of trumpets that we hear when Michael blows that Right, He'll blow that trumpet, that'll be the 100th last trumpet, boom, we're going to be transformed into our new bodies, and First Thessalonians chapter 4 will be fulfilled, and First Corinthians chapter 15 will be fulfilled at that last trumpet. But even that is not the last, last trumpet. We still are not into Revelation, where we're going to get the seven trumpets and all that happens there. So don't confuse last trumpet with just the very last trumpet at the end. You've got to look at the context, which blast of trumpets is it talking about And then which trumpet in that blast of trumpets context is it talking about? So this is the last trumpet of the Feast of Trumpets at the rapture of the church prior to the trumpets of Revelation.
0: All right. Well, our last question, Pastor Mark, comes from Sean, who enjoys Signs of the Times in Denver, Colorado. And he's got a question regarding Revelation uh, chapter 2, verse 9 in Genesis 10. He says, Modern Jews categorize themselves as either uh, Askenazi or Shepardic. I believe Askenazi comes from Genesis 10, which lists Askenaz, who is the son of Gomer, son of Japheth. Uh, The 12 tribes of Israel come from Shem, so Askenaz were not Jews, according to him. It's strange modern Jews would identify with a name not of the 12 tribes. Uh, Ashkenazi comes from Europe where they migrated after the flood, maybe even mostly Eastern European or Eastern Europe in Ukraine. Then he says in Revelation 2 9 and 3 9, we read of a group of people who call themselves Jews but are not they are the synagogue of Satan. If we take this literally, then there must be a group of people who meet this definition. Lastly, there is the disputed non-biblical idea of uh, Khazarayans who were people from what is the eastern part of modern Turkey and who migrated into Eastern Europe and assumed Jewish identities. His question, are any of these ideas connected and or prophetic, especially Considering the war in Ukraine, I know this runs the risk of sounding anti-Semitic, which I don't intend at all. I'm just trying to put together some of these pieces of the puzzle of verses from Genesis and Revelation and understand what is meant in Revelation two verse nine.
1: Yeah, well, again, and and this is obviously a very well thought out question here, Sean. You obviously are a studier, and so i'm that's great. Um, but I think that a lot of times these kind of things can get us in the weeds and sidetracked, and um, and, and let me explain why. Um, Jews are simply Jews. Israel is simply Israel. And so if you're a Jew, you're a physical Israel. That if you're if you're a descendant of Abraham, you are a, a physical Jew. Now, you may not be saved yet, so you're not a spiritual Israel in that sense, where you know you have to give your life to the Lord. But if you wonder, who is Israel today? It is any Jew that has a DNA genetic that goes back to Abraham. And the thing you have to realize, that you brought up the fact of Ashkenaz and Genesis, that's actually before the Jews even existed. So... So the Jews didn't come along until later on, uh, which was Abraham, and he was called the first Eber, then the Hebrew, which we now get Hebrew, Eber, Hebrew, And so now we have the Hebrews from him. From Abraham came what we call the Jewish people through the line of Isaac, Jacob, the 12 tribes of Israel, etc., and so um, understand that what's going on back in Genesis, there weren't even Jews around then. They didn't exist yet. So that was, that, that's a, a, a maybe a misunderstanding or a misuse of that particular um, um, application there. But how did they get their name? So why do some call themselves Ashkenazi Jews and some call themselves Sephardic Jews? You know, we don't know the reason the Ashkenazi Jews say that. I can tell you the different groups of Jews they are. They're still just Jews. They are Israel and they are Jews. So don't be confused about getting in the weeds. Um, the Ashkenaz Jews, they took that name on uh, because these were the Jews that were more in the European Germany region. And um, and for whatever the reason, they took that name on to explain who they are. They're the ones that have now gone back to Israel and wear all the, the hats, you know, and the, and the coats and all the, the black clothes and all that. Those are the, the, the um, you know, Ashkenazi Jews, if you will. And really, there's a dispute as to where they got that name. I don't know that anybody really knows how they got that name and, and why they chose that name, but it's just a name that they kind of uh, adopted and uh, because of their culture they were in. They were in a different culture, and they took that name on, and so people can argue. There's, again, probably some research you can do there to see the theories as to where they got that name, but I don't know that we're really sure. But that is that group of Jews. But here's the bottom line. They're still just Jews. Forget the name. Forget Ashkenazi, they're just Jews, and they're not connected to the Ashkenaz back in Genesis because he was way before the Jews. The Jews came much later. Sephardic, they are the ones that are just the more, what we call, that they dress normal today, The Orthodox Jews that dress normal, and I say Orthodox, not Orthodox in the sense of the clothing, because you tend to think of Orthodox, but Orthodox in the sense of they are religious, they follow the religion, Judaism, but you'll see them wearing normal clothes. They don't wear all the black hats and the black clothes like the Ashkenazi Jews do. They just Sephardic Sephardic Jews, they just do the other just normal Jews or whatever. But whether you call them Ashkenazi or whether you call them Sephardic, they are just Jews. That's the bottom line. And I think that a lot of people will try to uh, confuse that. Um, online, if you go look at some of these things, because again, they're trying to deny the Jews, you know, their right and who they are. As I've been getting questions lately, who are the, who's true Israel? Who are the real Jews? Well, if you, if your genetic line goes back to Abraham, you're a true Jew. If you're in the land of Israel today, you are an Israeli. If your genetics go back to Abraham, you are a Jew. Now, I will acknowledge there is a difference between the spiritual saved Jew and the unsaved Jew. But God says in the last days, he's going to save the nation of Israel, all the Jews. But Paul goes on to qualify that. He goes, all those who receive Christ. But There's going to be a great revival for those who receive Christ. And if, if anybody's going to be a true Jew, it will be those that receive Jesus. But if you're wondering whether or not the Jews that are in the land today are the true Jews because they've rejected Jesus, almost none of them at this point have accepted Jesus. God just said, I'm going to bring all the genetic links back to Israel, all the genetic links dna of abraham i'm bringing back to israel that is israel it's 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 physical israel i'm going to pour my spirit out on physical israel and there's going to be a gigantic salvation where they will become spiritual israel but don't get in the weeds about who's a real jew and who's not who's true israel who's not if they're jewish if they come from Abraham, then biblically, we are to honor them and stand with them, and then we'll let God sort out who gets saved and who doesn't get saved later, but God's the one that's going to sort all that out.
0: Yeah, and I think it's in Corinthians and Titus where Paul warns us not to be arguing about genealogies right? for that very reason. That, yeah. that isn't to be our focus. We're just to do exactly what you said. We're to bless the Jews. God will sort out the genealogy.
1: That's right, and, and you know this reminds me too, Sean, just so you know, this isn't new. I, I saw this kind of approach in a different way many years back with the uh, Ten Tribes of Israel here's the bottom I think there are people out there who are trying to discredit the nation of Israel sure as being really Israel and they're trying to discredit God's promise to the Jews by saying they're not really Jews no they're really Jews no matter what name they use they're really Israel no matter what name they use uh, in the sense of going back to Abraham and you can show that genetically today by the DNA, but they're also going to be true Israel and true Jews in salvation in large mass very soon. So we stand with all of them until it's revealed who's the real and who's the fake. We stand with every bit of them. But I, again, I go back to you know, uh, probably I don't know fifty years ago, maybe sixty, and it's been around for longer than that. But there was this big argument about okay, the ten lost tribes of Israel. All right, they, when 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 uh, Assyria came in and captured the ten upper tribes. They took them out and they spread them out up in Syria and all over the world, which later became the Roman Empire. And so they talk about the 10 lost tribes. So are they how do we know who they are? Are they real Jews? Are they really part of the whatever? I want you to know something. God doesn't lose anything. God knows exactly who they are, where they are, what tribe they're in. Um, and and people were even trying Greg to rename you know they were saying mm-hmm. for example the Danish were Dan <laughs> yes um, you know this kind of thing and they have all these things they were trying to say and I love how Chuck used to say it because he say, you have the Danish and they say see we have the British they try to use issues or whatever and he said yes and they have the foolish um, <laughs> because here's the bottom line God knows who yes. they are God is going to bring them back our job as the church is to stand with the Jews and the nation of Israel if their line genetically goes back to Abraham. As far as what background or name they use and background, God will sort all that later. Our job is simply to stand with them.
0: Amen. All right. Let's get into some growing anti-Semitism. Growth is probably, or growing is probably an understatement. This is from The Blaze, anti-Israel slogans, including one viewed as a call to eliminate the Jewish state is projected on a library wall at a prominent
1: college. Yeah, again, this is just shocking. It just shows if they don't take strong action, and they did here, good for them, but these leaders should take strong action against uh, any of these that are doing this, be it teachers, professors, students. They're promoting torture. They're promoting genocide. They're promoting evil and hate against uh, uh, the Jews. But members of Students for Justice in in Palestine... Um, on Tuesday, a night, projected anti-Israel slogans, including one view, as we called to eliminate, called to eliminate the Jewish state, on the outer wall of the library, at George Washington. I mean, they're just kind of saying, just take them out, kill them. I want to listen, as our listeners, you need to recognize this. When you hear them marching in the streets, and they make these chants, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Well, the river they're referring to, is the Jordan River. The sea is the Mediterranean, that's where the boundary is of Israel, And what they're saying is, kill all the Jews. Kill them. That's what it means. In the PLO charter, it says they're going to drive the Jews into the sea. They're talking about the Mediterranean, and they mean killing them. So when they're marching this from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. What they're saying is, kill all the Jews, get rid of them. These students are marching to kill the Jews. The, The professors, these movements, they're marching to say, kill the Jews. This is evil and demonic. I never... I never dreamed. Look, I knew it would come back because the Bible says the Jews mm-hmm. would be hated in the last days.
0: Same spirit. But
1: I never dreamed that we would see it so quickly in our lifetime. Yeah. Like, this is so shocking to me. And now what was happening over in Germany is happening in America.
0: We're reliving with the same spirit that that, that was at work in World War
1: II. It is the same spirit. Yeah. It absolutely is the same spirit. I mean, it's unbelievable and so they need to be dealt with and and these students, I like the fact that what they're doing, Say any of these that are participating or losing their opportunity to work anywhere, I think that's great. They should come out and repent. If they ask forgiveness, and say, I was wrong, I was dumb, I was stupid, yes, give them a chance. But if not, I believe they should not be able to work anywhere in our nation.
0: Yahoo.com, the U.S. sees a spike in anti-Semitic incidents since the Hamas-Israel war.
1: Again, no surprise there. Since Hamas militants launched a deadly surprise assault on Israel earlier this month, there has been a significant rise in anti-Semitism incidents across the U.S., according to the data released by the Anti-Defamation League on Wednesday. According to the ADL, a non-profit organization that fights anti-Semitism and extremism, the spike was 300 to 88 percent increase in incidents wow. of harassment vandalism and or assault compared to the same time period in 2022 so again you see satan is working overtime to work that hatred of jews there's no logical reason to hate the jews this is demonic and you can say oh is this war? look long before gaza they were hating the jews Jews have been hated for thousands of years it is demonic it is illogical
0: You know, speaking of demonic, and maybe you ask yourself, how could a group of people carry out the atrocities on October 7th that we talked about? This article explains it. Yes. The Jerusalem Post, this is the drug Hamas terrorists took. To help them slaughter the Israelis.
1: And Greg, we talked about the same spirit? Yeah. Remember Hit- Hitler gave his soldiers drugs? Yes, he did. So they could go in all ramped up and amped up and, and get this, not just willing to do these horrible things, but the thing about this drug, it's it, its like, if you're super ramped on, up on drugs, look, if, if somebody shoots me or stabs me, my first reaction is to cow back and fall down because it's—it's it's, you've seen it in the movies or you just think you're supposed to. Bam, I got shot. You know, you may not really need to fall down initially. You may just get shot and go, you can stand there in some cases, but, but we naturally do, unless you're on drugs. And so he would drug them up. And Greg, even if they shot them, even if they stabbed them, no they, they kept fighting like zombies. They just kept going and doing this whole thing. Well, the same thing is happening now. They drugged them up. They went in their amped up so that if anything happened, then they would keep on doing these atrocities. And that just helped them to do more of these evil things they did because they had this drug thing going on. It says they carried out the surprise attack on October 7th. They were found to be under the influence of Captagon. 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 Never heard of it. A synthetic... Amphetamine-type stimulant. These are the kind of things they make in labs. Okay. Uh, that has been clandestinely probably Wuhan. Pro- yep. Yeah. <laughs> Cla- has been clandestinely <clears throat> produced in southern Europe and trafficked through Turkey to consumer markets on the Arabian Peninsula, as reported by Near Dvor on Channel 12. The stimulant drug, also known as the cocaine for the poor, allowed the wow. terrorists to commit heinous acts with a sense of calmness and indifference. Mm. Simultaneously, it kept them highly alert for extended periods of time and suppressed their appetite. I know. Notice, if you look at the videos, wow. they were walking very calmly through. They're just shooting people. They didn't seem panicked, like, where's the Israeli army they're going to take us out? It's that it was, they were all drugged up, Greg. Wow. And again, Amazing. Yep, yep. Pharmakia. yes. Pharmakia, it's connected to demonism, and so we see the demonic realm working through Hitler, and now we see the demonic realm working through these new Nazis, Hamas, coming out into Israel.
0: Mm. All right, Pastor Mark, I think after today's episode, we can use some good news. Yeah, we can, can't we? <laughs> Harbinger's Daily, former Hezbollah terrorist, says Jesus is not a God that celebrates when Jews are killed. Quote, unquote, these are designs of Satan.
1: Uh, Greg, there's been a couple of very prominent uh, Hamas, -Hamas, ex-Hamas men that have gotten saved. And that have now come out, and you see them, Greg. Their face just shines with Jesus. It just shows the transformation. What it shows us is God can and will save anyone. I said it last week. If Hamas repented today, Jesus Christ would forgive them and accept them into the kingdom of heaven, even after those atrocities that they did. It doesn't mean they won't face consequences down here, but it does mean they'd be forgiven and be accepted in heaven. This a former Hezbollah terrorist who was groomed from an early age to be a zealous leader for Islam. Uh, before he encountered Jesus Christ in a prison cell, told CBN News in an interview from war Turn Israel that God didn't design us to hate. Ashin Javid, who was converted after years of being a devout Shiite Muslim, was in Jerusalem with his wife and his Christian ministry, the Cyrus Call. And again, King Cyrus, yes, Cyrus yeah. they go back to rebuild. go back and rebuild yeah. their, their city. Yeah. Uh, um, and so when Hamas launched the terror attacks, uh, he was there in, in Jerusalem. Before his conversion, Javid had been a devout Shiite Muslim, in a family who had looked to him as someone who had received special favor from Allah. The Christian News Alley interviewed him at their Jerusalem broadcast studio and posted an article about it on their website. In the interview, Javid recounted his conversion, his former hatred of Jews, and his hopes for both Muslims and Jews to find peace through Jesus. Javid knows something about the hatred of Jews and other infidels. For three years, he was a dedicated member of Hezbollah and a ran-backed terror group that has joined the recent attacks on Israel by firing missiles into northern Israel. And I quote, he said, I don't know why I hated the Jews. Listen to this. I don't know why. There's no logic to it. It's demonic. And he admits it. I don't know why I hated the Jews. No Jew had ever done anything bad to me. God didn't design us to hate. He didn't design us to want to see someone dead. He amazing did not, he did not design us for these things these are designs of satan how do you think killing the people to whom god gave this land is going to please allah he admits god gave them land. when your eyes are open it's amazing everything changes jesus is not a god that celebrates when jews are killed he told cbn so great what a great way to end this story just to see that you know god can and will save anyone when you look at these hamas leaders and these people and say god saves them it makes the point those of you listening today, if you think, look, if God can save someone in Hamas, yeah, God can save you. Well, you don't know what I've done. Well, let me ask you this: Have you gouged anybody's eyes out, or cut babies out of the womb, or or, or cut babies heads off, or burned children alive? If you hadn't done that, you can still be reached. And even if you've done that, because that's what Hamas just did on October seventh. But even if you've done that, God will forgive you. And if this message was to get to anybody in Hamas and they ever heard it, Jesus Christ will forgive you right now if you ask his forgiveness of your sins and turn and repent. And anybody listening, if you will confess your sin to the Lord right now, believe that Jesus died for you on the cross, Ask forgiveness of your sins and then repent of your sins. The Bible says you'll be forgiven and you will be born again. And Greg, that is good news. We do bring a lot of bad news on the show because we're letting people know the signs of the times. But you know what? We, Jesus said in the last days, things are going to get worse and worse and worse. So we expect this. He said it would be like the days of Noah where violence filled the earth. And interesting, the word their violence, is the word Hamas. But either way, violence will fill the earth. Not speaking of modern day Hamas, but you get the point. And And so God said that's going to happen, however, he said, "All who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you call on the name of Jesus today, you will be saved. Call on his name right now he 's ready, and he 's waiting for you.
0: Amen, Pastor Mark, thank you so much as always and folks. Thanks for listening. Don't forget our website, thewaymedia.net. You can not only get everything, Signs of the Times related right there, but you can get our radio station that runs 24 hours a day, WIM, Pastor Mark's radio program, Come to the Table, and the ever-growing media library from Calvary, Knoxville. Uh, We hope you have a great weekend, and we hope to see you back here next Friday at 1.30 for more Signs of the Times.